This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany, and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers podcast with your host, Brittany Cole. I am so excited for y'all to catch these gems today. We have a very special guest with us today, Miss Chastity. Hi, Chastity. Hi. (laughs) Chastity Nicole Agency. And just to share a little bit about her bio with you. So she is a director of communications. She's affectionately known as Chastity Nicole, a passionate, multi-talented entrepreneur and speaker who loves serving and equipping others on how to fulfill their purpose and maximize their potential. If that's your goal, you are in the right place today. She has over 10 years of experience in media relations and creative services, of which she has helped career thrivers with. So shout out to you, Chastity, such as marketing and branding. Chastity was led to start her own company, the Chastity Nicole Agency, serving multiple organizations, companies, and influencers. So welcome to the podcast show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited for us to get into. I know we have listeners who are interested in entrepreneurship. Definitely everyone is interested in all things branding. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into uh, the kind of entrepreneurship world. And we'll talk a little bit about about, more about that too. Okay. Um, Yeah. So actually I was born into entrepreneurship. Um, I just didn't know it at a young age. I had no language for it. Um, So really, like my passion for working um, and where I got my work ethic, it came from my mom because I've always watched her work. She's worked multiple jobs. So I started my first job, started working at the age of 14. Um, And I grew up just like gleaning from my mom. I'm like, oh, my mom is working. She's getting paid money. She's being able to do this. She's saving. And that's what I think. Those are the things I wanted to do. And so although, like I said, I didn't just discover um, my passion like for marketing and branding um, until like my mid-20s. I always knew that I was a creative and a visionary. I just didn't have language for it. I didn't know what that meant. I just knew I was just a little different. I was loud. I was outgoing. I like bright colors. I just didn't have language for it. Um, and so I worked several jobs, like a lot of jobs. They were great jobs and I didn't stay on them long. A lot of my friends can tell you that Chastity had some good jobs and she did not stay on those jobs long. When she realized that people didn't know her words or she didn't like following people's directions, oh, she got out of there. And so for me, that's when I discovered that I want to have the flexibility of working for myself. And I know that that flexibility of working for myself is going to be much more rewarding. And so that's how I ended up starting my first business in 2011, which was a boutique, an online boutique. Nice, nice. So did you have a moment where it was like, okay, you knew it was time to start the boutique? Or was it just like, I've done enough of of these jobs, I'm ready to do my own thing? 
Yeah. So actually, I was working full time when I started the boutique. Um, I was working and I was like a, a mother of a newborn. Um, I knew I wanted additional income. I needed something to supplement what I was already making, which wasn't a lot at the time. Um, and so I said, I, want, I I had a love for jewelry. I love putting on a lot of jewelry and all these types of things. I said, I want to start an online boutique. So I went and I hired this guy to do my web page. Um, I stayed up to like three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, a lot of those times having a newborn, doing research to see where can I find these manufacturers so I can get this jewelry and then I can resell it um, to, to my consumer. So yeah, I knew it was, I needed to supplement income and I knew that I wanted it to turn into something. I'm like, okay, if such and such can do it, I know I can do it. I love that. And I think it speaks to where so many are with entrepreneurship. We always hear the stories of like, oh, I want to turn my side hustle into my main hustle. But for some of us, it's like, no, actually, I'm good with the side hustle and my nine to five. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to supplement yeah. what's happening over here. I'm not necessarily trying to be a millionaire with my business per se, um, mm-hmm. but it's more of a stepping stone, you know, live the life that I want to live. So absolutely. Um, I Love it. So you mentioned, you know, about going from being a dreamer to actually being a doer. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, so my my journey with being a dreamer to a doer started around 16 or 17. Um, there was once a point of time when I thought what I saw in the lives of others on TV or people I went to school with, I didn't think it was attainable for me because I didn't grow up seeing those type of things. So it wasn't until I was 16 or 17 years old and I said, I want to go to college. Um, Who in my family has ever been to college? I saw my cousin go to college, but she didn't finish. And I knew that is something that I wanted to do. Well, unfortunately, my mom didn't have the wisdom or the knowledge to teach me or guide me. And then I didn't even know to ask guidance counselors. No one was bringing that information to me. So I had to go out and find it myself. So that's my first journey. My first experience was saying, okay, I have a dream to go to college and then I'm going to do it. And so from there, I went on and I uh, went to college um, and I applied myself and I figured it out. Like, I'm like, okay, how, do, how does this work? I don't know. Um, I don't have a mentor. I didn't, I don't have any of those things. So from there, I began to set goals and expectations for myself. I had a goal to graduate college. So I expected myself to show up every time, even though I did not want to. And I even ended up taking a semester out. But I said, Chastity, you're going to finish because no one in your family has ever finished this. So it's like, don't start something and not believe in yourself enough to finish the goal. Go all the way to the goal. And that's exactly what I did. And so then I started to set deadlines for when I wanted to accomplish certain goals. I love that. I go all the way to the goal. Not part of the way. Don't start it and drop it. Go all the way. All the way. The so where do you think, I'm curious, where do you think that that motivation came from? Because, you know, a lot of people, particularly in the example that you use about college, they say, well, if you don't see it, you can't be it. And, mm-hmm. and so and that, I understand that to a certain degree. But then there are stories like yours where it's like, I didn't grow up with in a home with two parents who were college graduates. Like I didn't see it, but I still became it. Like where did that, where do you think that drive like really came from to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go all the way. Yeah. I think the drive came from me not seeing it. Um, And like me wanting to challenge myself and me Mm -hmm. saying, it's like, look, girl, if you see it and you believe it, you can do it. 
Like, don't place limits on yourself. So I learned at as a teenager the um, the importance of never putting yourself in a box and limiting yourself to what you're around you. I didn't want to become a product of my environment. I knew that there was more. I just didn't know how to attain it. And if I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do trial and error. I'm going to, if I, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. Um, and then another motivator for me was I wanted to break a generational cycle. I wanted to break that. Like my mom went for one year to Howard, not one year, one semester and did not finish. My cousin maybe went to one year to MTSU and did not finish. And so, and that's it. Like no one else in my family went to college and finished. So I'm thinking, oh, Chastity, you can go uh, and just do the four years and you'll be good. And then somehow I ended up with a master's degree. And so it's like, if you want to, if you can get over one hurdle, you can, Love it. you can get over one hurdle, just imagine what you can do. And I knew um, at the time I wasn't, I hadn't conceived or anything, but later on, I, I actually graduated eight months pregnant. So when I walked across the stage, I was pregnant with my now 10 year old. Um, so it was like, at that time, he became my motivation. And so even for me to go on and pursue my graduate degree, that's where that motivation came from. Because I'm like, okay, why stop here? Keep going, especially if someone's going to pay for it. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So it's really about like, you have to believe it so you can see it. Absolutely. Like that, that's what I'm hearing you say. It's like, no, nah, I actually, I see what's going on around me, but I believe something different and I'm just going to keep going after it. Yeah. 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 And I think that's so for people that have like, I, I find sometimes, especially when you get into, you know, this entrepreneurship life, that there can be a lot of shame attached to starting something and it not being successful that keeps people down the path of knowing this ain't it. But because you said this is what you were doing, you don't want to press pause on it and pivot. Like, what are your thoughts on there on that? If there, if there are listeners that are in that boat right now? Um, I would say... I almost said something, but like, who cares what people think? <laughs> who cares what people think? Um, your life, your journey, right? And if you're a believer, then it's God's vision, which turns into you executing. You're the vessel where he's trying to get purpose through. So it doesn't matter what other people say. And I know, um, like even you mentioned the thing of like the, where they reach, they reach the point where it's like, okay, we have to pivot. Um, I got to figure out what's another path that I can take or where do I go from here? My, my absolute, and this is just me being transparent, stay focused on you and in your lane, because a lot of people will tell you what to do and they have never even done it themselves. A lot of people will tell you what not to do and they haven't even tried it themselves. So it's like, you know, we're in this whole season, not season, but this generation of, I want to see receipts or whatever. And it's like, I don't have to show you to tell you that this worked out for me. My story is enough. My testimony is enough. So, and like I said, and, and we're just going back to that same thing. If you can believe it, and if you can see it, then believe it. Walk in that journey, walk in that path, and say, okay, you know what, God, take my hand. I don't, I don't really know what this means. I don't know, I don't know what this looks like, but I know what faith and trust looks like, and I'm putting it all in you. Yeah, yeah. If He's giving us the vision, then you, Lord, <laughs> right. you don't work out vision to make it happen through the mm -hmm. yeah it's yours yep that's good that's good so what advice would you give to maybe aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening right now that are thinking about starting their own maybe what's something that surprised you about entrepreneurship 
Oh, God. Um, how much discipline and how much persistency um, that it takes. It takes a lot of persistence to develop a plan, to stick to the plan, uh, to be the machine behind the plan. It requires a lot. Um, it requires a lot to stay committed and motivated, even when you don't feel like feel like doing it. Um, I know for me as an entrepreneur, like I started in my field of what I'm doing 10 years ago. But as an entrepreneur, I started my business in 2015. So with that being said, like so from 2015 to now, we're now five years here. It's like a lot can happen in five years with life happening, things transitioning, you have to pivot. Like it requires a lot of discipline and it requires a lot of persistency to just even stay committed. So one thing uh, that, again, going back to that believing and seeing type thing, one thing that I would definitely tell entrepreneurs is to test the waters. Um, you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, start with what you have and then make something out of that. Um, test the waters, be the first person to believe in you and develop a, a plan uh, to accomplish your goals. Give yourself grace and room to make mistakes and always remain humble on the journey. Always remain humble on the journey. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So speaking of staying humble along the journey, and I was thinking because you never know who you're going to need to help you <laughs> continue along the path you're on. Uh, so we have this drop segment where it's really just about like who has helped you to really level up and what was it about that relationship? How did you cultivate that relationship? Because I, I mean, 110% believe in collaboration and relationship yeah. current. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that is really what helped us to move forward. So who is that person maybe that's top of mind for you that has really helped you take things to the next level? And tell us a little, little bit about how you cultivated that relationship. Yeah, so unfortunately, I mean, I'm grateful for this, but unfortunately, I can't just pinpoint one person because there's been a collective of people. Um, and I would be remiss just to just put one person in that seat and not mention a whole other plethora of group of people that have helped me become the woman that I am and then also the entrepreneur that I am. So I definitely would have to, one, give credit, of course, to God. Um, then different groups and things that I'm a part of. My spiritual covering um, is plays a big part of that. Um, ministries that I'm a part of, my clients, um, professors, old supervisors, friends, all of these things. But I think one of the most um, one of the most unique things is, is that I've always took something from every person that I've encountered, um, some type of inspiration, whether that be their drive, whether that be their um, their marketing skills, whether that be their smile, whether that be their heart, you know, whether they're, they're a giver, you know, whatever it is, I've always took something from that and I'm putting it in a pot and I mix it up and I say, okay, you know what, this is how you, this is how you become successful. This is how you make it in this world of entrepreneurship and just in the world period. So yeah, I would definitely have to say, a lot of people like a lot of people <laughs> so yeah i do life with some amazing <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. yeah <laughs> yeah i def i definitely hear you on that so what would you say in terms of if we have listeners of course we're going to put all your information in the show notes but how can we stay connected to you Oh, okay. Well, you can find me. I'm on all social media platforms, but I'm most a, mostly active on Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is Chastity Nicole, and that's spelled C-H-A-S-I-T-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. 
Um, I have my agency, the Chastity Nicole Agency.com, where you can inquire about any type of services that we offer as far as creative services go. And then I also have a personal website. It's IamChastityNicole.com. Um, so I'm still working on that. It's under construction right now, but that's mostly where I host a lot of my speaking engagements and coachings and, you know, stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. And how is, how is we as a community, just those of us that are listening, those that may be new to the podcast or new to career thrivers. Again, we are all about community and helping one another to level up. So what are some ways that we can support you and tell us a little bit about your services and what you offer at the Chessie Nicole agency? Okay. So some things that I offer are marketing, branding, creative services, graphic design, uh, website development, um, and also consulting along those different areas. So we help um, emerging startups to people who had brands for a long time, the government, um, all of those different things. So we don't limit ourselves. Anything creative, you can come to the Chastity to call agency for because we probably have someone for it. Um, so those are the things with that aspect. And then so I know one way how people can continue to help me is by helping themselves by putting themselves in position to fulfill their purpose. Because when you're out of line, I can fulfill what I'm supposed to be doing. So help me help you by you doing what you're supposed to be doing here, right here. Answer the call, respond to the assignment and do that. Um, I absolutely love what you're doing with career thrivers and how you're expanding. So for me, the way career thrivers can help me is continue to provide these resources, continue to inspire, continue to motivate because you never know who's watching. And so I love how I can direct people to Brittany Cole and I can direct people like, hey, have you heard about career thrivers? Yeah, they have these awesome resources, you know, for entrepreneurs, for the career driven person, not just the career driven woman, but the career driven person, whether you're a man or a woman. So those are a couple of ways that people can help me help myself. It's <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> help me by helping you get in position. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So listen, I, speaking of being in position and also speaking of being spontaneous and trying something new, I'm gonna do a little something new today. You know, I'm just, I'm just, and we didn't even talk about like backstory. So Chastity and I have known each other for some years. So this isn't like a new, like, this wasn't like an anonymous, will you please be on our show? Yeah. So uh, we have some connection. And I know, I know a few things about Chastity. So I was like, you know what? Let's do like a little lightning round. Like just throw like some little questions out there and just kind of see know. what pops up, you know? I know one in the original email, but you know. <laughs> That's okay, girl. That's okay. You know me. You know me. Okay, so what was your first concert? First concert. Oh my God. So my first concert, I believe, was Raven Simone. Um, we used to have an amphitheater here in Nashville, Tennessee called Starwood Amphitheater. And my mom, I was a big Raven Simone fan. And my mom took me to see Raven Simone. And granted, it's a lot of things I cannot remember about my childhood, but I remember that. And I was so excited to see Raven. Like, my mom, she's, I'm so my mother's daughter because I do it now with my son. But I was like, my mom was talking to the security. She was talking to everybody so I could meet Raven Simone. And I think at some point, um, I was able to get like a photo with her or something like that. Like when she was coming off the stage. Yeah, I was a really big Raven Simone fan. Of all the people, I would have never, <laughs> I would have never guessed Raven Simone. Yeah, I've never shared that story, I don't think. Like, I've never shared that um, because it's not something that you just kind of like remember until somebody asks you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay, favorite. What's your favorite song right now? Ooh. Well, I've, I've discovered. You're across genres. Oh, yeah, honey, because you know me, honey. I'm balanced. Um, so I discovered Janae Aiko. Um, I did not know she was like this brilliant songstress. Um, so she has an album out right now, and she has this one song, and it's called uh, BS. I like that song, girl. That's my phone now. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. What was yes. your, so what was your first job? Like first ever job? Wow. I cannot believe I'm getting ready to tell you this, Um, but it was Kroger. I started working at 14 years old and I was a bagger. So to this day, I put my groceries on a conveyor belt a certain kind of way because I know how I like them bags. And so at the age of 14, working at Kroger, you go through a training and, you know, they teach you not even just Kroger. I think it's just different grocery stores and they teach you how to bag groceries. And so to this day, I like my groceries back a certain kind of way. So, yeah, I put them on the conveyor belt a certain kind of way. All of the boxes are together. All of the frozen foods are together. Girl, I know. It's too much. Categories. Levels. Yes. Hey. Yes. (laughs) I do not play it. My son knows, too. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's interesting. I have to take a picture one day and show you. But, yeah. (laughs) Okay, finish this minute. Last question before our our final last question. Uh, in five years, I can see myself. Five years, I can see myself um, debt free, married, traveling the world with my family, um, helping young people like teens now that will become uh, young adults but helping teens um, transition into entrepreneurship, giving them the resources and the tools that they need um, to help them be equipped when they exit high school. Um, and like this top notch millionaire, you know, like yeah. Kathleen Nicole agency is going to be like, it's coming to the front and it's going to be like, that's going to be the go-to agency. Five years. We'll see. Yes, ma'am. God's plan. God's plan. Yes. I'm touching and agreeing on that with you, even though we ain't touching right now. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Social distance touching. Right here. High five. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for being on the show. We always close with the same question. What does being a thriver mean to you? Oh, wow. Being a thriver means um, someone who is flourishing. Someone who's flourishing in their respective area. Uh, without any limits, without any boundaries, there's no feelings, um, and they're flourishing, living unapologetically, uh, moving unapologetically, uh, and just loving and standing their ground. That's what thriving means to me. Awesome. Well, you heard it right here from the Nicole going all the way to the goal. Thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thank you for having me. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up. Listen, these are our first few episodes and it would mean so much to have you subscribe, rate, and review the Career Thrivers podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend and until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.